hello and welcome to Turn It Down, a good podcast about bad music. I am Joe Oaks. And I'm Steve Sachs. And uh, with every episode, we, we take a, a bad song, a terrible song, we, we pull it apart, and we try to figure out what went wrong, why it's bad, if there's anything good about it. And uh, we're going to kick off this uh, show, this podcast, with uh, a holiday spectacular. Uh, this is part one, and we're going to be listening to a very special song called, it's by the, the group New Song, it's called The Christmas Shoes. Uh-huh. Okay. Have you, have you heard this one? I've not heard of this. Oh, you're in for a... I'm in for a treat. You're in for a Christmas treat. This is a, it's a Christmas miracle. I'm excited <laughs> to put this present under your tree, Steve. I can't wait. All right, so there it is. Wow. Yeah. So we we just uh, we just played a clip for you guys. Um, you can listen to the whole thing. We're we're gonna put a link to our Spotify playlist in the description. Um, but I highly recommend, and we're gonna probably talk about it a little later. Uh, but the the music video, you search for new song, the Christmas shoes. It's on new song Vivo. On YouTube, I highly recommend you <laughs> right. watch this video. It's it's an important part of the experience. So, Steve, yes. you have never heard this song. You've I've never, never heard, heard the song. of this song. No, correct. Never so, heard of this song. I, now, I'm so excited to hear what you think. When you first mentioned it, I thought, well, I hope uh, people know what this is because I've never heard the I've never heard of this. And as soon as you pulled up the YouTube video, it has three million views. Yeah, three point two. Three point two million views. I should say we might want to start by saying. I'm Jewish, so maybe yeah, and I'm I'm Jewish too. Oh I'm shit! I'm Jewish too. Yeah, and Listen. I you know I come from a, a sort of a mixed faith family. I mean, we're all heathens. We're all pretty non-religious. But I you know I was I had a lot of Christmas in my life growing up. I was familiar with there was a Catholic side of my family um, that I was close with. So I'm and I've never dated a Jew. So I think we're pretty much right. Yeah, you're in the <laughs> the, the Shiksa appeal yeah. sort of world. It either goes to show how out of the loop I am personally, or how terrible the taste of three point two million people. I mean, this is a big hit. This is a big hit. <laughs> so my question for you is: What is what? When did you hear this? What is your relationship to this song? What inspired you to bring this to the table for today's episode? So I got to be honest. I did some googling. I was like, what are some of the worst? Christmas songs, right? Because that's just sort of a natural part of, of how we do this thing. But I saw this and I was like, that sounds familiar, mm-hmm. right? But I I hadn't heard the original recording, okay? So here's the story. I did musical theater in high school, right? Because I was oh, a big wow. ham. You're admitting this? In- yeah, you, know, <laughs> you know what? You know what? It's fine because I, if you know me, you know I'm not a theater person, right? right? I can be theatrical at times. <laughs> You know, I, I, I'll do karaoke and I'll act stuff out. I just mm-hmm. did that the other night. But um, I did musical theater and we did, I think we did, I forget what the play was, but it was probably something Christmas related. Christmas Carol was was often it. But there was a, a girl I went to school with who, she was v- pretty unpopular. As, she was just sort of a, a strange person, right? Okay. You, know those, you know those people at your school of who course. are just pretty isolated. I was friendly with her. Yeah. Right. I was, well, everyone's sort of nice to that person, but no one's friends with that person. Yeah. And yeah. there's a lot of talk behind yes. people's backs and all that stuff, which is fine. I, to be fair, she was pretty ridiculous and kind of a jerk to mm-hmm. people. But I'm not going to name names. <laughs> but she, she had sort of the way she spoke. She had this thing where, and I don't, I don't know if it's a speech impediment, but it seemed like she needed to. She had a very breathy voice. Okay. Like a low sort of breathy voice. And she, the way she enunciated things was almost like she kind of had an accent. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to try to replicate it, but it was, it was a very strange way of talking and it was kind of phlegmatic. Okay. And how know? does this relate to this tune? Okay. So musical tryouts. Yes. I'm in the room, right? We're doing, we're trying out for the musical. So the song she picked <laughs> was this, was this one. <laughs> 
right? Okay. Okay, so here we go. It's a long song, right? It's like it's five minutes. It's long and like honestly, it's fucking sad as fuck, dude. Yeah, it's it's a horribly sad song. Yeah. But so she she starts singing this song, right? And we're like, okay, okay, it's gonna be a verse, and it's just tuneless. Acapella, <laughs> mind you. There's no backing track. It's just right. acapella. It's just shoes <laughs> and she she she's doing the modulations oh with the key change and everything the right. key changes but i mean it's it's completely arbitrary right. because she has she's nothing, not she's not she, singing to anything right she doesn't have a yeah. sense of pitch and like it just goes on and on and it was like sort of a sort of a, a comical like she would get to the end of a verse and the the panel like the the theater it was some of the english teachers yeah. they'd be like They'd be like, <laughs> get ready oh, to they'd, applaud, you know, their finger up, up, like breathing in to say something, yeah. you know, and she next verse would hit. Yeah, it, was like, and it was just, it was, it was so, it's like, have you seen, and this kind of applies to the song itself too, the modulations, but have you seen, um, there was a Saturday Night Live sketch when Forrest Whitaker was hosting called The Singing Waiter, mm-hmm. where he, it's just something they're at like a, a restaurant, a, f- a fancy restaurant. And he's the waiter, and the the gimmick is that at the restaurant that he sings, and he's a great singer, and he starts singing uh, uh, Elton John's "Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me." Okay, and you know how that song modulates maybe once at the end. Mm-hmm, I, I don't mm-hmm. remember, but it probably does. So he <laughs> he sings it, and it just keeps going, and every time he <laughs> modulates up till at the end, he's like, "Don't let the sun." <laughs> it's Forrest Whitaker too, which adds to the hilarity. But. So this is what it felt like. It was like the you know the couples are just sitting there going, "Oh my god, okay," <laughs> trying to get a word in edgewise to order their food. So this is my memory of this song: is that, but this I didn't was come like, back what? to you. This must be some Trans Siberian Orchestra right. kind of stuff. Did it not come back to you till you listened to it when you pulled this up? Yeah, so when I pulled didn't... it up, I was like, "Oh my god, this is that song." <laughs> So that's that's where I this is this is my personal connection with the song for the most part. Also, I just I heard it and I had to talk about it yeah. because there's a lot. <laughs> oh, I'm I feel like I'm still saddened by it. Like it's been a couple minutes and I'm I'm still like I'm bummed out because of this song. <laughs> it's a depressing yeah. story. So you we know, should we should look at these lyrics. I think you know, let's check out the lyrics um, just so you can get an idea of the story. Okay, so the the Christmas shoes. By new song. It was almost Christmas. This is a lot of words. It was almost Christmas time. There I stood in another line, trying to buy that last gift or two, not really in the Christmas mood. Standing right in front of me was a little boy waiting anxiously, pacing round, like little boys, like little do. boys do. Like little boys, you know. And and honestly, right, you know what he means, right? <laughs> He's a kid just wandering. Okay. And in his hands. He held a pair of shoes that the way that line ends in the song always trips me out. It just seems wrong. (laughs) His clothes were worn and old. He was dirty from head to toe. (laughs) And when it came his time to pay, I couldn't believe what I heard him say. Sir, I want to buy these shoes for mama, please. It's Christmas Eve and these shoes are just her size. Could you hurry, sir? Daddy says there's not much time. <laughs> you see, she's been sick for quite a while, and I know these shoes would make her smile, and I want her to look beautiful if mama meets Jesus tonight. Yeah. So we have we have a sick mom, dying mom. This kid goes to the store by himself to buy his dying mother a pair of shoes. This is Steve, so are you, dark. you look like you're getting choked up. I don't. Are you okay? I, it's... It, I, it's like it's super every other christmas song is like christmas cheer it's here you know like this is the day it's happy and gay and why suddenly we're invoking death like well let's talk about we got to talk about this is this is uh this is ccm this is christian contemporary music right this is is, i don't know tell me so new new song is a uh it's a it's a christian they started out as like a i think a nine-piece yeah, nine-member church band for the Morningside Baptist Church in Valdosta, Georgia. They formed in 1983. This okay. song came out in 2000, so they were at it for a long time. Um, but yeah, this is straight-up Christian music. And these guys, they actually started, they founded this thing called the Winter Jam Tour Spectacular, mm-hmm. 
which is basically <laughs> a great name. Yeah. 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 Hell Winter yeah. Winter Jam Tour. Spectacular. So what it what it is is basically uh the warp tour of contemporary Christian music, right? Mm-hmm. You got a wide gamut of things. Uh, let me see. It says that they have like people like Toby Mac, one word, who's a, a rapper, Christian okay. rapper. Hillsong United, who does like straight up worships. Have you heard I've of that? I've heard of Hillsong. I think Justin Bieber is involved in Hillsong in some capacity. I wouldn't be surprised. There have been a ton of members of that thing. Well, maybe he doesn't sing it, but I think that they're related to a church. It's like, like you said, these guys are out of their church. Yeah, they're right? all out of a church. Yeah, so I think Justin Bieber's church is responsible for that. Yeah, or whatever. Let's see. Where were we? We were right after. We were. We just finished the first chorus. First we're moving. Chorus. We're moving into verse two right. of this sad, sad. Do you want to take? You want to take verse two, or sure. do you want to grab some tissues? Uh, both. He counted pennies for what seemed like years. Then the cashier said, "Son, there's not enough here." He searched his pockets frantically. He turned and he looked at me. He said, "Mama made Christmas good at our house. Though most years she just did without." Oh. Tell me, sir, what am I gonna do? Somehow I've got to buy her these Christmas shoes. They're Christmas shoes. Are the shoes... <laughs> the way their shoes are described is they don't... He's calling them Christmas shoes. I, The description of the shoes, um, and we'll get into some depictions of what yeah. these shoes are like, but I... Nothing about uh, are they like are elf shoes? shoes for Christmas Do they have little the little bells on the end of them, the pointy ends? Anyways. So I laid the money down. I just had to help him out. And I'll never forget the look on his face when he said, Mama's going to look so great. I'll take this chorus. Sir, I want to buy these shoes for my mama, please. It's Christmas Eve and these shoes are just her size. There's only one pair of these. <laughs> Is he buying them because they're her size? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Does she have unusually sized feet and they're these Christmas are the only shoes, shoes that, that fit her? How many pairs of Christmas shoes have you seen? I Just the elf shoes, man. Those are the only ones I can think of. Yeah, so or like rare. You gotta, maybe. If they're the exact size, you got to jump on it. Definitely. You, it's a must cop. Could you hurry, sir? Daddy says there's not much time. You see, she's been sick for quite a while. And I know these shoes would make her smile. And I want her to look beautiful if mama meets Jesus tonight. Why did why did this kid's dad let him <laughs> send him out alone without go, enough money? Did he did he send this kid or did this kid just like do they have a I mean this was a long time ago. This was the late 90s. Apparently it was written from like 97 to 2000. Oh my god. This was a this was an endeavor. I knew I'd caught a glimpse of heaven's love as he thanked me and ran out. I knew that God had sent that little boy <laughs> to remind me just what Christmas is all about. <laughs> I love he takes this situation with this dying woman Got to make it about you. Yeah, yeah. This is this is God talking to me to him yeah. through this horrible situation. And again, like these shoes can't cost that much. How much money is this guy coughing up to like? <laughs> you know, he's just gonna write a whole song to celebrate himself. I mean, they're special Christmas shoes. They are. And and uh, it, you know, it ends on a chorus. I just want to say it one more time because it's really it's really deep and meaningful. Sir, sir. <laughs> I'll do it in you know what in the song the outro is done in a little boy it's like a children's choir oh that's choir. right the children's choir comes so in so I'm gonna do it in a little boy voice <laughs> sir I wanna buy these shoes for my mama please it's Christmas Eve why is this store open you sound like Mickey <laughs> you don't sound like a child it's Christmas Eve okay I'm gonna stop it's Christmas Eve and these shoes are just her size and this store the shoe store is open on Christmas Eve could you hurry, sir? Daddy says there's not much time. She's actively dying right now. You see, she's been sick for quite a while. And I know these shoes would make her smile. And I want her to look beautiful if Mama meets Jesus tonight. I want her to look beautiful <laughs> if Mama meets Jesus tonight. Wow. Okay, so you told me you took some copious notes here, right? What yeah. more can you tell me about this song, about maybe the production or the, the, the composition or... Anything? The background of this, yeah. Yeah, you're going to love this. Okay, so <laughs> this song... Am I? I will tell you that this song is... is I don't know if it's a true story, but this was not really the original creation of New Song. There's an, there's a, a whole... There's an old song? A whole reason. No, it, actually. <laughs> so this story was inspired by a story from... Uh, uh, chicken soup for the Christian soul. Wow. Uh, niche. Via 
Now this remember this was written in the late nineties. Okay. Via a story that was quote circulated on the internet. Okay. So a chain email. <laughs> ah! ah no. Oh, it makes so much sense. This is exactly something your grandmother would send you. Uh-huh. And fifty thousand other people. Yeah. Yeah. So chicken chicken soup for the Christian soul came out. Uh, in 1997, so it was like really Perfect. fresh, oh my right? God. So um, I can actually, I feel like this is, I can like envision like a GeoCities website with these lyrics, just like and like some Web 1.0 dancey background, sort of like shimmery <laughs> Christmas light, you know. And this is then it's just Times New Roman text, and it's just this. I guarantee you that exists. So 100%. I was actually able to hunt down. Uh, that the, website? The story. Oh. Uh, not that website, but the story. <laughs> and I'd like to read uh, an excerpt from it. It won't, it won't be very long. In front of me were two small children, a boy of about five and a slightly younger girl. The boy wore a ragged coat. Enormously large, tattered tennis shoes jutted far out in front of his much too short jeans. He clutched several crumpled dollar bills in his grimy hands. <laughs> <laughs> I like that sneak diss. This the author. Um, the author's really <laughs> leaning into this. Grimy ass These little kids hands, are... this fucking dirty ass bitch. <laughs> uh, the girl's clothing resembled her brother's. Her head was a matted mass of curly hair. Reminders of an evening meal showed on her small face. She carried a beautiful pair of shiny gold house slippers. As the Christmas music sounded in the store's stereo system. The small girl hummed along, off-key, but happily. Oh, like your musical b- buddy. <laughs> exactly, yes, yeah, yeah. Off-key, but happy. When we finally approached the checkout register, the girl carefully placed the shoes on the counter. She treated them as though they were a treasure. The clerk rang up the bill. That'll be $6.09, she said. The boy laid his crumpled bills atop the stand while he searched his pockets. He finally came up with three twelve. I guess we'll have to put them back, he bravely announced. We'll come back some other time, maybe tomorrow. With that statement, a soft sob broke from the little girl. But Jesus would have loved these shoes, she cried. <laughs> well, we'll go home and work some more. Don't cry. We'll come back, the boy assured her. Quickly, I handed $3 to the clerk. These children had waited in line for a long time. And after all, it was Christmas. Suddenly, a pair of arms came around me and a small boy said, Thank you, lady. <laughs> What did you mean when you said Jesus would like the shoes, I asked. The boy answered, our mommy is sick and going to heaven. This is so sad. Daddy said <laughs> so she... so dark. Daddy's... This is Christmas Eve. Daddy said she might go before Christmas to be with Jesus. Ugh. The girl spoke. My Sunday school teacher said the streets up in heaven are shiny gold, just like these shoes. Won't my mommy be beautiful walking on those streets to match these shoes? My eyes, I'm getting chills. My eyes flooded as I'm getting choked up as I looked into her tear streaked face. Yes, I answered. I'm sure she will. Silently, I thanked God for using these children to remind me of the true spirit of giving. (laughs) These selfish motherfuckers. Yeah, what the hell, man? So that's the story that this is based on. And apparently... It wasn't the new song guys. It was not the new song guys who found this online or had this sent to them by their aunt. <laughs> uh, there was this St. Louis-based radio DJ, mm-hmm. like morning DJ, named DC Chimes. <laughs> he found this or was sent to him, and he was a fan of this this band, this new song new band. Song. Um, and he asked uh, Eddie Carswell, who's who's one of the. I think he might have been the one singing, but I. I I haven't been able to find out who it was, actually. They uh, all as, seem interchangeable, I have to say. Yeah. yeah I don't yeah. think it matters. I don't think so either. Um, so he asked Eddie to write a song based on the narrative. It was a commission. Uh, and then he and his his songwriting partner, uh, Leonard Alstrom, sort of worked it over, and they worked on it like on and off for a bit. For three fucking years? Something like that, yeah. And he says, we would read this story... And we knew something was there, Eddie recalled in the band's online biography. So we kept stabbing at it, kept coming back to it. Eddie and I wrote the first verse and chorus, but sat on it for a couple years because nobody really seemed interested in the idea. We finally finished it, and I produced it myself, never imagining that it would mean pretty impressive. It's like a solid production. Produced it myself, never imagining that it would mean so much to so many people and that it would be get, still be getting airplay years later. Right? So... <laughs> Where is this getting airplay? 
just so you know, this was released in 2000. It was a bonus track because the, the record company was like, eh, we don't know. Yeah. Yeah, um, they should have. Yeah. That's they should have <laughs> trusted their fucking instincts on that. No, they shouldn't have because it was uh, it was their album Sheltering Tree. And it was a number one mainstream radio hit. It wow. was a number one hit on regular radio, <laughs> which just reminds me that 2000 was a long time ago, yeah. right? I don't think there's been a song with this many words in 20 years. That's I mean, true. Well, maybe slightly less than 20 years. That was but a like, hit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there there's no, no like American like Pies. These like really long ballads that are... Story songs. Story songs, right. They're Outside just, of country music, right? Mm-hmm. And, and you know, songs that have twists and narratives and stories like Gordon Lightfoot style or, or whatever. But that's Jim not Croce popular style. now. No. People you know? aren't into that. Or if they are, it's it's a rare occurrence. The it's idea that this... greatly simplified. The idea that this was a number one hit, uh, not just on Christian radio, but... Yeah, well, radio. I don't, it might have, I'm sure it was around Christmas, right? Right, had to, but obviously, had to be. It topped the Billboard Adult Contemporary charts for three weeks straight, which was a record. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so this is a big fucking hit. And um, what was the, what was the other statistic on this? It was like, oh, yeah, they re-released it on an album called the Christmas shoes because they're like, oh, this song. Yeah, a this is hit. our fucking hit. We got to run with this. We're a Christmas band now, yeah. <laughs> and they put this album out, and it was nam- nominated for a Grammy. It was a, wow. a Grammy-nominated album. So this song was huge. Um, it was so huge, in fact, that there was a, as you could tell from the video, right? Right. So Rob Lowe was in the music video. Yeah. There was a made-for-TV movie made. Well, first off, okay, they wrote, they had a friend who was an author. Mm-hmm. Uh, her name was uh, Donna Van Lier. They asked her to write, or like Eddie asked her to write a book or like a, just anything based on this, the story of the song. So she wrote a whole novel that was a New York Times bestseller. Holy shit, this story is resonating with a lot of people. It's, it's the story. The story is a real tearjerker. It's it gotta really, be the story. Honestly, because I don't the, know if there's just something wrong with me these days, but like this was emotionally affecting for me <laughs> deeply. Anyways, I mean, I was emotionally affected by it too, but not in a good, not in like a oh that that's a heartwarming story. Like I want to be like more in like a this is just this is morbid. It's this, sort of dark. I mean, that's why I wasn't touched. I was, but I, I was think hum- that I think that people. I th- perhaps if you're a religious person of a certain, you know, ilk right. or whatever, you hear this story and you don't think, oh, this person has made it about themselves. Yeah. You think like, oh, that is a sweet story yeah. about God intervening and, and reminding, you know, reminding us of the spirit of Christmas. And what a beautiful little and child what, yeah. to be thinking guess, of Jesus. I, yeah. You know, oh. Yeah, no, I I wasn't I wasn't moved by it. I was upset by it. Yeah, I'm upset by it. <laughs> but I think we're in the minority here because what has this story spawned, right? A chain email, which we all know mm-hmm. reaches everybody. Yeah, it's a universal. <laughs> uh, well, you got to pass uh, it on or else right, the right, yeah, Jesus is going to come and come out of the screen and Right. So the chain email, right? Of, which is viral, which we shouldn't I mean, I know we're joking, but like Something like that is a viral thing. Like Absolutely, people yeah, pass it's, around. It's popular. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a hit song, right. a hit book. Okay, and then and so the book was adapted into a movie for CBS, starring, um, let's see, Rob Lowe, clearly, yes, and uh, Kimberly Payne uh, Williams, who. Uh, not a super recognizable name, but she was the other lead on According to Jim, with Jim mm-hmm. Belushi. The movie actually has like an 84% on Rotten Tomatoes. Holy shit. Yeah, it's like a good <laughs> CBS Christmas movie. Um, I have the, the plot if you're interested. I know the plot. I've just heard no, it no, four no, no, different no. iterations of the plot. No, it gets a lot more complicated. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, I will say before we get into this. Uh, there are two sequels that I'm not going to get into. She wrote no. she wrote a trilogy of books around this. About the Christmas shoes? Yeah. The second one is called The Christmas Blessing. The third one's called The Christmas Hope. So I won't I'm not going to talk about this, but let me just let me just sort of skim through the plot of this. All right. So Rob Lowe plays a workaholic lawyer, right? 
who is neglecting his family. So he, the, at the beginning of this story, basically, he finds a pair of shoes. In this case, they're red brocade shoes with gold trim. Mm-hmm. They fell, they fall off the back of a truck, right? Which he happens to know is going to uh, Tom Wilson's store called Wilson's store. He brings the shoes to Tom Wilson, his, but his car breaks down, right? And then he's told about a repair shop run by this kid named Jack or, or this guy named Jack. Okay, see, this is how elaborate this this is. And then, so Jack's wife, they have a son named Nathan. Jack's wife, Maggie, is terminally ill with congestive heart failure and needs a transplant. Okay. Robert's wife, Kate, the one who's neglecting because he's a workaholic deadbeat Mm -hmm. lawyer, takes over um, Maggie's volunteer job directing school choir for Christmas because she's too sick. Okay. Nathan hears his sick mom telling Kate... About how she and uh, her husband Jack, his dad, met dancing. Oh, I'm, uh, a lot of characters here. Right, 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 right. <laughs> okay. You're not going to follow this, I know. So they met dancing, and then every year they go, they met at a dance class. Every year they go and dance to celebrate their anniversary. So Nathan now wants to get his mom a very special pair of dancing shoes for Christmas. Okay? Uh, so Nathan I goes see. to this store. We now have motive. Right. So if you remember, the lawyer Robert... Shoes fell off the truck. He brought it to Wilson's store. Right. Tom Wilson, the owner of Wilson's store, when his car broke down, directs him to go to sick mom's husband's auto shop. Yeah. Okay. On Christmas Eve, he goes to Wilson's store and sees the shoes. And he's like, those are the shoes for my mom. Why is he shopping on Christmas Eve? Well, this, yeah, well, this is, this is before Christmas Eve, right? He goes, he picks the shoes out and he's like, I don't have any money. I'm a little kid. Yeah. So he, he quote, collects soda pop cans when he finds out that they're a nickel Classic apiece. homeless guy move. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. That's Gotta probably go how he got the grimy yeah. hands. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so on Christmas Eve, Nathan goes to Wilson's store, but he finds that the door is locked. Now, Robert deadbeat workaholic lawyer mm-hmm. dad he also shows up there on christmas eve to buy presents because he's such a deadbeat he didn't he do forgot. it yet oh. right and they come and the, the kid there he and the kid are there yes doors locked but it turns out uh the door just locks sometimes the clerk comes and opens it i don't know why this was in the plot synopsis but <laughs> so the door it's it's open he gets the clerk to open the door nathan doesn't have enough money robert buys him the shoes mm-hmm. how generous and then <laughs> this is a great point they threw in here. Robert <laughs> leaves the store with and forgets his gifts, realizing that being with his family is the greatest gift he can give them. Aww. Which again Aww. is honestly kind of shitty yeah. because oh, I don't need to give them gifts. <laughs> Me being there is enough. Because I'm um, such a fucking deadbeat. Right. So this is the story. The kid gets the shoes, gives them to the mom. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So they made this movie. And it's all fleshed out like this with all this shit based on this. I kind of, I, I think that's actually a little better. I agree. And Maybe so does, each iteration. So does 84% <laughs> of the people reviewing it. Each iteration of this story, I, I'm coming around on it. When I, you know, uh, what I noticed though is they really have taken the Christ out of Christmas in this one. Yeah, I guess it's not a religious it's, read. Yeah. It's wow. a fully secular, secularized version. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Wow. Because it's not like he's like Jesus. The kid doesn't say it would be there if he was like, my mom's meeting Jesus tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's going to heaven. I wonder what New Song has to say about that. Right. I think they probably don't mind. I think that they were fine getting the checks that came with uh, being in the music video. Yes. I think that was okay I, for that. I think that they probably put that into their ministry. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which these guys are actually super like I, I was reading about it they they like really hardcore do charity and stuff they do like i think their work with world vision and holt international i don't know how repu- reputable those are but you know i guess they use their christmas shoes money to buy some christmas shoes for some kids that taught them about jesus um so can do you know much more about this band cuz i'm seeing seven i just counted seven members seven current members there are probably just as many past members but seven current members in the music video they're just standing there there's only one guy singing yeah uh, i'm, I'm gonna know, are these doing can we can you tell me a little bit more about this yeah well you know like like we like we said before they they were a church band for the morningside baptist church in georgia and there were so, nine of them so did they play live is that 
I think so. I mean, I would imagine so. You know, at this point, I imagine it's a bunch of like session guys with them. Apparently, one guy singing and then four people standing there looking sad, staring at him. It's like Maroon this, Five. The, exactly. <laughs> this. <laughs> they are truly the Maroon, the 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 just about the AARP Maroon Five <laughs> of the contemporary Christian music scene. Um, yeah, you know, I really, it, it, it isn't, doesn't seem to be that important to the people who are fans of this song that they know who these guys are. Basically they, they were, you know, a church band and they recorded their own music, which to me is bringing visions of like, I actually played guitar for a Catholic church children's choir. Um, not the one that they hired to sing. <laughs> I, that actually sounds like one kid triple tracked to me, the, the, which I, uh... I don't want to quote unquote choir. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. I got to check like the personnel, but it also, it mentioned something in the, you know, something I was reading about the song. The, the guy's son went on to be in a pretty big, like Nashville, like contemporary country type band. Ah, okay. Um, so that might've been, I'm wondering if that was, was the kid, kid singing, which would make sense because yeah. he said he produced it at home. And yeah. like, so they just like trip made a, you know, triple track children's choir, but I'm getting visions of like, the church band that is like has all the gear you know mm -hmm. what i mean yes yeah definitely have you ever seen that thing like the gospel bands and stuff where they'll have like just the most state-of-the-art gear yeah and be the rock and roll churches those like and they're also like ripping i know i know someone who does like music direction at a church like that yeah but so i imagine that they made some pretty nice records on their own so they were just kind of like a you know doing it for, for i will say though like you know, okay, fine, say the art gear, whatever. But this, the production and the some of the choices feel so dated. Like, well, for but to say, you know, what you what year did it come out? Ninety eight. Uh, two thousand. Two thousand. Yeah, it like it was recorded. You know, ninety. Just sonically, the sound of this song. Yeah, what I'm hearing on there, the things that are really doing that for me, I heard uh, there's like a something like a, a you know the Yamaha DX7, mm -hmm. which if you remember, that's the tinkly electric piano sound. Right. Yeah, it's very all over sterile. like early '90s Disney. Yeah, you know, it's like that. You know the you know you remember at the end of the Disney movies where there would be a pop singer version of the love ballad. You know, there's yeah. the one sung by the character in the movie, and then there's like the the one radio they pay good money version for. Yeah, yeah, with yeah, like yeah. The, the hit. It's that sound. You know, right. there's wind chime. It's yeah, the full on, the schmaltzy like, and then in, in the key change, mm -hmm. and then the fucking ch the choir, the the children's choir. Oh, classic move. Yeah. I will say too, it's just trite the whole thing. You know? I mean, that's the point, though. <laughs> that's what this is. The thing that kept striking me about his vocal delivery was that it sounded like like a like South Park song. Yeah, it sounds like when those guys do like a yeah. song. His voice. Let me play a clip again. There's not much time. You see, she's been sick for quite a while, and know these shoes will make a smile. One or two look beautiful. Right? Like, doesn't that yeah. doesn't that sound just like like? It sounds yeah, like they're. I'm it sounds friend, like they're making fun of. I'm gonna find these shoes for my mama. It's like that shit, <laughs> right? As someone, someone I I read, I forget where it was, but they compared this to a song that was like exactly in the same audience and was just as popular. Butterfly Kisses by Bob Carlyle. You oh know? yeah, Butterfly Kisses. I haven't heard Puppy that in Dog 20 years. Tales. Yeah. Or whatever the fuck. I, I, it's like, it sounds like he's sort of singing in that same. It's yeah. That, that like. Well, it's the need to retain a certain level of masculinity while emoting in a way that the singer is self-conscious is effeminate, I think. That's what that, yeah. like, that's what that voice is. It's like, I'm a, you know, there's like this, <laughs> oh, like, I got to remind you. No. I'm a man with yeah. feelings. <laughs> You're so right. Yeah, yeah, because you know this guy is is uh, you know you can't just sing it. He could easily be a dad of like a 16 year old. That's what I'm seeing. Yeah, when I look at him, I'm like, oh, this kid, this guy has a 16 year old kid. Totally. You know? Like they they did not do they they seem like they came they got out of bed took a shower put on what was in their house walked on set for this music video. Can we just talk about and recorded it but, like <laughs> no wardrobe no makeup nothing. No, no yeah. attempt 
Because why would they do that? But I, that would be ungodly. And then if you look, <laughs> if you look the guy all the way on the left, though, there's some spiked hair. Yeah. The guy on the way to the left looks exactly like Tyler Durden. It was of the time. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. that's your tough that's when guy that, That's thing, when that movie came like, out. I, like he it, probably had watched it recently. But that doesn't seem very Christian. No. I. There's a lot of things about the actual music production. There's that, you know, that classic digital reverb all over it. But I, you know, it's it's of a period, and I think it's a really good example of that idiom mm-hmm. of music at the time. Uh, it's done well. It's just bad. It's too, it's for me the morbidity of the whole thing is the overriding problem. It's the it's morbid and it's selfish. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a I big thing. He turns it around. He turns it around on himself. Like, yeah. like this. Oh, it it just makes this whole and and there's something probably wrong about the whole. This is some poor kid. Yeah, yeah. I didn't really think about that before, but th- that's that to me is like why. Oh, us. People in this are are affluent church community. I don't want to make assumptions, but like, you know, oh, look at this poor kid. Love the, you know, and it's like, yeah, the Bible's like, love the poor and all that. Buy these $6.12 shoes. They they cut. There's some shitty it's shoes. It's not that heroic of an act. Right, let's, like let's you didn't go, real. come here, kid. Let's get some nicer yeah. shoes for your for your dying mother. Yeah. These $6 <laughs> shoes. Although, to be fair, I mean, is she going to be wearing them? Not for, not, not for very long. <laughs> but, like, yeah, it's like this thing of, like, especially in the, the original, like, the chicken soup for the soul thing. It's like, this kid is covered in dirt head to toe. Yeah. <laughs> he's grimy ass. Like, he's grimy. He's got dirt under his, his hair. hair is all like matted. Poor. <laughs> That's messed up. Right. And then it's just like, yeah, and these kids were sent as harbingers of, of Jesus. Like, Jesus telling me, hey, $3. That's what Christmas is all about. Every now <laughs> Christmas is about $3.06. I, I, in the story, too, I love the specificity of the numbers, right? Let me just go back to that in the original chicken soup for the Christian soul. The clerk rang up the bill. That'll be six oh nine. she said. Ah. The boy laid his crumpled, bill, crumpled bills atop the stand while he searched his pockets. He finally came up with three twelve, And then the guy gives him $3. <laughs> so that means he got six cents and change. <laughs> <laughs> the generosity it's just let's talk it really about, reminds you what the season is all about let's talk about this fucking clerk for a second <laughs> yeah like <laughs> what <laughs> talk about the meaning of christmas could clerk, this person have done something maybe maybe just been like you know what let's look the other way yeah just give me the three dollars take the shoes the clerk's like I you can can't see, have these shoes kid i can see you have grimy hands <laughs> you need these sneakers no, the clerk's like, don't stop touching them with your grimy hands. Put those back. It's fucking Get, You know what? Just give them to me. Give them to me. I'll wash them. Okay, so we're going we're gonna to read some YouTube comments. I feel like we're going to get a real mixed bag of, of opinions here. Because, I mean, this, this song, I will say I, I looked it up. There's a lot of publications saying this is the, the worst song, the worst Christmas song of all time. I think Jezebel was one. They had like a big reader's poll. And uh-huh. it came out on top. So, but I again... Millions of people love this song, mm-hmm. including my my friend from <laughs> from musical audition. Yeah, really loved this song. Now, did you did she make it into the show? Yeah, I don't think they were allowed to say no to anyone. So <laughs> probably, yeah, I have a feeling she might have been like a tree or something. But yeah, that's the spirit of Christmas to me. It is right there. The that's grimy the, kid giving the, the three dollars and six cents. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like uh, put put her in the show. Yeah. So YouTube user uh, Roaches, I don't know how to pronounce it, uh, R-O-W-O-C-H-E-S, three years ago says, when I first heard this song years ago, it literally choked me up. It has stuck with me ever since. This is one of the greatest songs ever written. Uh, 368 thumbs up, zero thumbs down. Wow. 32 replies. 32 replies. Wow. Let's see. God, there's a lot of my mom died in here. Oh my god. Oof. Okay. <laughs> okay. We have from uh YouTube user Sadara three years ago. Quote All caps. The poor exist only so that the rich may have edifying spiritual experiences. Very very aware, Sadara. That's exactly yeah, that's, what we're saying, right? That's the woke woke state woke uh, comment <laughs> of of the day, right, right there. Yeah. I 
But that's the, that is, I think, the right read. I mean, is that? Do you think that's I, the most the most um, damning part of this whole thing? Do you think that that's really the the selfishness? More, I would kept calling it selfishness, but yeah, I guess it's. I guess if I had more, uh, this person put it better than me. But yeah, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of dehumanizing. Yeah, absolutely right. Which is sort of what we were talking about, but um. I, I also was just I just appreciate the formatting. Sometimes these YouTube comments <laughs> is about quotes, all caps. Yeah. Okay, here we go. From from Hido Seven, four years ago. This is my first time hearing this, and I honestly don't get why this is considered one of the worst Christmas songs ever. Yeah, it's sad, but it's beautiful at the same time. Some of the greatest songs in history are sad, heart wrenching songs because they touch people and actually mean something. There are songs out there who are a lot worse. 119 likes, no, no dislikes. So I, I want to ask you based on this, on this. Yeah. And I think we, we touched on it before, but does this count as like, it's sad, but it's meaningful. And that's why it's, it's a, a good song. I, it, or does it, I, my, my opinion is it doesn't count as that. This is not. What do you mean? It well, count. well by that, I mean, it's like you're saying, it's just kind of sick. It's just kind of yes. morbid and yeah. dark and, and. Not, it's not even that it's depressing. No, it's I just like this is a messed up story. Because the redemption in it is not for either the person dying or the or the kid. It's for the person who gave the money for the shoes. So it's not a happy it's not like bittersweet, you know, sadness with this this silver lining of like, oh, right. but it makes you feel good because there's redemption for somebody. This person who buys the shoes, nothing's wrong with their life. Nothing you know, well, maybe in the movie. Yeah. But there's no problem. And then they buy the shoes. They do a good deed. And that's the end of it. And these <laughs> yeah. fucking, this kid has to go back to the dying parent. Yeah. And in the, in the it's original. It's just sad. It is. And in I'm the, not happy for this person who gave the money for the no, shoes. No. They lost $3 enough. in both the original story and the song. We don't find out what happens to the kid and the mom. Right? right, we just find out, and I guess there's like a realism to that where it's like, oh, and this, the kid just went off with the shoes, exactly. and I never found out. Fine, but like, I feel like there should be some sort of. Well, the movie gives you that. The story of the movie was framed in this like it was a reminiscence for Robert, the deadbeat workaholic lawyer dad, okay. Rob Lowe. Apparently, so the beginning of the movie, Robert was at the cemetery visiting his mom's grave who had died during the course of the movie. I didn't include that, but his, his mom, his mom in here. Yeah. yeah, His mom, Ellen, who had a friend named Dalton who was babysitting Nathan and told him about the soda can thing and told him where to find soda cans. (laughs) Also told him that Dalton, the friendly neighbor of Robert's mom, his wife had died 11 years earlier of a terminal illness. I think this is sad, but I don't know who you're They killed about. like they killed like three people in this movie is the point I'm trying to get at. A lot of dead moms. Yeah, like. exactly. Okay. So anyway, so Robert's at the cemetery visiting his mom's grave and he sees a, a kid in a baseball a, a Red Sox hat, go Sox. And he <laughs> <laughs> And then he 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 sees this guy and he's like, "Oh, that hat looks familiar." Because apparently Dalton, the friendly is that a, neighbor is of that the mom, a baseball team, or this hat looks so familiar. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, he's too busy working on reading his law books to Bruins? take care no, of his children or the Bruins. pay attention to sports. Um, but so, <laughs> this friendly neighbor Dalton, friend of the mom, had given Nathan the child. <laughs> I really learned about this movie, yeah, dude. I feel like you watched it. I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it. I just read the Wikipedia. Your retention uh, for these details is incredible. I, yeah, I wish I didn't have this in my brain anymore. <laughs> and then at the end of the movie, we come back to present time at the cemetery. Robert, he sees uh, the he sees the kid with the the socks hat, and then after he leaves, he realizes, oh, he sees red shoes on the grave that the kid was visiting. And he's oh, like, oh, shit. That's the kid. That's the fucking kid. Whoa, Whoa Red Sox. Oh, shit, bro. Um, and then he, he calls after, he runs after the car or whatever, but he, he loses him. And yeah. he just smiles to himself. Knowing he did the right thing. So we find out, yeah, the mom obviously dies. Yeah. And Everyone dies. 
Yeah, and that's what this song is about. <laughs> Merry so, Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone. Let's look at a few more YouTube comments here. We got from uh, Andrea Hernandez three years ago. Some people are heartless and need Jesus in their lives. Why, why on this video? Yeah. It, is she thinking of someone like who would just not give the kid? Maybe it's the clerk. Maybe she's the thinking clerk, of the clerk. The clerk like, needs Fuck Jesus, you, kid. Yeah. YouTube user MetalHog101, two years ago, says, this is the core of emotion videos, and it was sad. <laughs> no punctuation. <laughs> this is the core of emotion videos. And it was sad. And it was sad. Wh- who are you, MetalHog101? I'm going to look at this, <laughs> this profile. Oh, MetalHog101 is like 10 years old. Oh, shit. YouTube user Cole Slaw, two months ago, edited, (laughs) says, this, caps, was the caps, last gasp, all right, back off the caps, expression of the old feel-good type Christianity in modern American pop culture before the Richard Dawkins, Family Guy, and Fred Phelps type attitudes took over. What? (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. Richard Dawkins. Go back. Richard, Go, read that one more time. Read okay, the whole thing. Okay. No, just, just read it. This was the last gasp expression of the old feel-good type Christianity in modern American pop culture before the Richard Dawkins family guy and Fred Phelps type attitudes took over. Okay, so they're, they're lamenting a loss of Christian values in American, in American right, yeah. pop culture. Richard, Richard Dawkins, atheist, of course. author, family guy, irreverent TV show. Highly atheistic. Fred Phelps, do you know anything? Go socks. Do you know anything about go socks? Fred Phelps, of course, the Westboro Baptist Church. uh, God hates fags. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. Coleslaw wants to say they're a Christian, but they're not one of those Christians. But that's what I don't understand. Is somehow they've lumped in Family Guy and Richard Dawkins? No, 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 no. no. They say they say type attitudes. Okay. They're they're trying to they're trying to illustrate all these different attitudes. <laughs> Last one, Lucas Rackley one year ago says, My heart has been hardened through the very little living I have done. This song reminds me that I still feel. Wow. That's poetry. <laughs> Thanks, That's Luke. That's actual man. poetry. My heart has been hardened <laughs> by the by very a, little living very you've been little done. living I have done. That's a beautiful sentiment. It is. Yeah. It sure is. I, I'm sad for this person that I know. this song it reminds unlocked him. their cold, you know, whatever frozen it, heart, whatever. Whatever it takes for a breakthrough, man. You know, you never know what's going to hit you right. Yeah. So my question for you, Steve, your, your, your last thoughts on this. What, what do you think could have saved this song like Jesus saved this <laughs> our author humanity yeah. um oh, i mean just from a sonic perspective like the production is so corny and I, like you said those the, the wind chimes and that electric keyboard sound are painful but i but the the worst thing about it for me is just the the it's i believe is mawkish the right word it's, i don't know i don't know if i know the meaning of that one Yes, it is mawkish, okay? I used it correctly. Sentimental in a feeble or sickly way. This song is mawkish. Sure is. That is what disturbs me most. Um, the selfishness of the of the narrator. I, I, this song is not for me. Is that all? It's is just that not all? for what? you? All of I, that? I mean, that's that's what it is. It's just you're it's not. It's terrible. Okay, that's fair. I, that's fair. I've heard I mean, this. You're... You know what? I heard it today. I never want to hear it again. Okay. <laughs> Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I'm I'm sorry. I made you listen to it. I so for me, I I want to share just a couple more things about the backstory of this song, and that'll that'll tie into my my closing thoughts. So the song was thrown onto their the album when they first did like at the last minute. They weren't happy with it. They couldn't figure it out. I don't know why they're happy with it now, but they. <laughs> The frantic readjusting of schedules and last-minute recording and production, which made it possible for the song to be included, led Carswell to believe, quote, God was up to something. God, God's hand was in the, the creation 
of this song. Uh, Carzel told the Daily Beast, I call it the little song that could. It's just been a crazy thing how God's blessed that little song. Just when you think it's all over, something else happens about it. So it's been an amazing song to be part of. <laughs> God's blessed that little song. So that, I mean, that's the thing is like I being that kind of being in the faith like that isn't super relatable for me. No. I mean, and, I, you know, I, right. I grew up sort of in an amorphous barely religious quasi Jewish kind of situation. And like, you know, I, the problem I have is that it's kind of, it's, it's devout, but it's pretty ignorant. Like the whole thing with it being about this sort of othering of the poor. And like, these are, these are just sort of tools of Jesus. I'm reminded of like, uh, in a Christmas Carol, those little kids that death, like the, the, I don't know if you remember, there's like these two like specters of hunger, like these little, starved mm-hmm. poor children and it's just this sort of like aristocratic like oh we should feel bad for the poor <laughs> shit that like it's still alive today in yeah. this sort of more southern like mega church sort of world mm-hmm. but you know i don't know it could be worse i honestly there's i have a soft spot for all that 90s dx7 crap more as like a case study but you know, I, I guess just overall, like the main problem I have is this zero percent Christmas spirit on this. None. I don't feel an ounce of joy from this song. Like, and I love Christmas carols. I love, you know, Joy to the World, all that shit. I've been looping Sufjan Stevens' Silver and Gold lately, mm-hmm. just because it is the season. Tis. You know, tis the season even. <laughs> And this song does not fit into that canon for me at all. I don't know what it fits into. It's just not on the fucking playlist for me. No way. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they put the Christ so far back into Christmas <laughs> that they sucked the Christmas out of Christmas, <laughs> right, right. right? Yeah. So I guess, I guess I'm going to let everyone go here with um, a live. I found a live recording of this song, and I'm really curious to see how they, how they recreate this. Is there a intense... video? We should link to that if there's a video. We're going to link because to that video, Because I yes. really would like to know what those other eight members of New Song yeah. do. Let's... <laughs> We're going to throw that in the description, but um, you know what? Stay tuned for uh, part two of our Christmas Spectacular. We've really enjoyed having you. Hope you had a good time. Uh, we didn't. We had to listen to the whole song. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, happy holidays to all of you. Bye. Bye. I wanted to look beautiful if mama meets Jesus tonight.